Hello! Welcome to Tay 2 z where we chat about every Taylor Swift song in alphabetical order. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab, and we will be your hosts on this journey. In our last episode, we talked about I Know Places from 1989. And today we are discussing the song I Think He Knows from Lover. I Think He Knows is the sixth track on Lover. Lover was released on August 23rd, 2019, and this song was co-written by our guy, Jack Antonoff. Our guy. (laughs) I think he knows has never been played live. Sad. Sad. What a shame. It most definitely would have been if it was on the docket for Loverfest. But alas, we never got Loverfest. Just tragic stuff. Just still. I never get over it. Hopefully this will be played live at some point. I want, what is it, folk... Lover evermore. <laughs> Folk, Folk lover more. Plus we records. Yeah. Full Taylor Swift Full festival weekend. weekend. Yeah. I'm calling it. Sadly not soon, it seems. Mm-mm. No. Sad. So Devin, mm. what do you think about I think he knows? Okay, first off, that bass at the beginning of that mm. song. Boom, 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 What a freaking awesome groove. Yeah. To start this one. And the build oh, of this song is so good. We know, Jack. Mm-hmm. He knows how to build a song. Yeah, he does. He knows how to produce a killer song with Taylor, always. I don't think that there are many songs of his that he has collaborated with her that I don't like. Yeah. I, I mean, I've ta- we talk about Jack as if we know him. But like, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's like the best. So good. I love everything that he does on these songs and again like all other jack songs with taylor listening to this with really good headphones makes it such a better experience so many layers they're just layers and like these really cool like hits that give the song like character like these boop beep and like there's all like (laughs) these synth sounds throughout they're like boop boop beep it is really interesting, and so every time you listen to the song, you kind of can hear something new, and you're like, oh, I never heard that part before. Mm. I love how Taylor sounds on this song. Yeah. So sexy and sultry. Oh, yeah. I mean, just the showcase of her vocals in the first verse mm-hmm. without any other production around her. It's just the bass, the doom, 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 doom. So that's a bass, not a drum. No, that's a, that's a bass uh, wow. guitar. Yeah. Probably a bass synth. Uh, but no, that's not a drum. The drum doesn't, I think, come in until the chorus. Wow. But again, you get all of like these other little synths with it. And then the chorus itself is just like so fun. Yeah. And so, so great. And, you know, the skipping down 16th Avenue, the phrasing of it is so cool. And it sounds so pleasing to the ear. Yeah. Skipping down 16th Avenue is, and it kind of sounds like she's skipping, like skipping down 16th Avenue. Yeah, it like, sounds it's, so good. Oh, God, so good. I love the the synth on the bridge. It's like this really warm kind of like or- organic, organy kind of sound that's like, it's like mm. this full wash when she's going, uh, lyrical smile and a go wise hand in my thigh, we can follow the sparks all drive. There's like this really cool, like warm wash underneath oh. her. That's really nice. And then, I mean, just when she sings, so where are we going to go? <laughs> I think he knows. Like, so good. So, good. so, so good. And the final time through the chorus, the build has gets, like, to be just so epic, and it's this just giant, like, you know, exultation of love, and mm-hmm. being like, I, I do, I think he probably knows at that point, by the <laughs> end of the song, that she's into him, 
You know, it's kind of like at the beginning, she's kind of telling a little secret. Mm -hmm. Like, I think he knows. Uh, You know, and it's like, maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. But then by the end of the song, she's just screaming out like, oh, yeah, he knows. Yeah, I feel like she like starts off walking. And by the end, she's like mm-hmm. full on skipping. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So great song. Great, fun little bop. It adds another great track to the list on Lover. Absolutely. And it's just super fun and goofy. And it's nice to think about it that she's still with Joe yeah. in, in this song. You know, like, I feel like if they weren't still together... Lover would be, like, the hardest album to listen to. Probably. You know, just feel like, like, why? All the time. Yeah, but I feel like you don't release an album like Lover unless you feel very confident yeah, in that relationship. For sure. I yeah, I would think so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gab, what do you think about this song? So, I think this song is an ultimate bop. Like, just so fun. It's flirty. It's just great to dance to, great to bop along to, and I think it's like an ultimate mood booster, Yeah, which there are a lot of songs on Lover that are, but this one like immediately like kind of like gets me going and feeling like good. Mm -hmm. And you know, I love snapping in a song. (laughs) And this song is a really fantastic snapping song. Great snaps. Like just that, right at the beginning, just unbelievably catchy and fun to like listen to at all times. Taylor's voice, I agree, sounds amazing on mm-hmm. it. And I like what you said about how she's kind of like letting us in on a secret and then she's just kind of like shouting it mm-hmm. out, letting everyone know this is how she feels. Yep. The part where she's like, he better lock it down because good ones never stay. Like, uh-huh. I like the confidence of that. Yeah. Like she knows what sh- who she is and then and she knows what she wants and she also knows what he has. Right. And I think that's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then you know I love any time that Taylor does a spoken aside. So, of course, I love the, and boy, I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think this is, like, in that same category of gorgeous, where it's just, mm. like, a, a fun, playful song. Yeah. And I think that there's, like, always room for that on the albums, especially an album like Lover that's so long. Yeah. Yeah, and I just picture... If this was a music video, especially given me and the color palette of Lover, I just pictured Taylor like skipping down like this like rainbow 16th yeah. Avenue, you know? And like as she walks, like splashes of color are flying in Yeah, there. for sure. <laughs> I also forgot to mention, I love in the final time through the chorus, mm-hmm. her higher vocal when she sings skipping down 16th Avenue, like uh, over her, the rest of the singing. Yeah, it's yeah. the really high one. And yeah. then I think he knows like that part is so, so good. Yeah. I forgot to mention that yeah. that's one of my favorite parts of the whole song. It's, it's great. Yeah. I also love the build. It's a very Jack build. Very Jack build. I think it's a, just a fantastic build and it's just an enjoyable song. I mean, I think I like every song on Lover. I know you like every song, but it's nice to have a friend, but we'll get there soon. We'll get there very, <laughs> very soon. So Devin, yeah. do you relate to I Think He Knows? I relate very much uh-huh. to the fact that it is very easy to know if I like you or not. <laughs> so I do not hide my emotions well at all (laughs) and so i think she knows is definitely relatable Mm -hmm. if i liked a girl she usually knew it whether i wanted her to or not (laughs) (laughs) like if i wanted to you know pretend that i was being sly or Mm -hmm. whatever it never worked it never did wow and i think that you knew pretty pretty soon that i liked you yeah because you told me well like i had a 
feeling, but also you were very, like, upfront about it. Sure. Which is good, especially as dating as an adult. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I thought you knew. I knew. So... <laughs> And I mean, that goes with anything in my life is like, you know exactly what I'm thinking about. Yeah, I do. With, and not just you, anybody can tell what I'm thinking about, usually, by the way my face looks. Yeah, it's pretty hard. <laughs> it's pretty hard. My, my mom calls it wearing your heart on your sleeve. That's, that's a saying. Oh. <laughs> well, that saying applies to me. Yes. I do. I wear my heart on my sleeve, and it's, I, that can be a good thing and a bad thing. Yeah, I like it. So I definitely relate to that. That definitely makes the song more fun for me. Because Absolutely. I just flip it over. Anyway, do you relate? I very much relate to the line in this song. He's got that boyish look that I like in a man. Mm. As Devin has that boyish look that I like in a man. (laughs) I do do have a boyish look. (laughs) And it really works for me. Yeah, that's good. I will say you and Joe Alwyn are in that same category. But overall, I also just relate to this song and like how giddy Taylor is talking about this crush. Yeah. And how she feels and being like, I think he knows. I'm like, that's okay. Like she's excited about it. And that's like building in it. And just like the confidence she feels in the relationship. Yeah. I love it. Well, now we get to the segment of... Gossip. I believe that this song is about Mr. Joe Alwyn, because most of Lover is. Yep. Even though she says his eyes are indigo and they're really ocean blue, but, Mm. you know... They're Mm. still blue. They're blue. Maybe in specific lighting, they're indigo. Yeah. In the chorus... Taylor mentions skipping down 16th Avenue. This is a street in Nashville on Music <sighs> Row, which is the area where Taylor's career started. Gotcha. Devin was wondering where 16th Avenue was because in New York, they there only is no go to 16th 12th. Avenue. Yeah, that's why I was wondering. An Easter egg for I Think He Knows can be found in the You Need to Calm Down music video with a street sign entrance to the neighborhood that says 16th Avenue. Uh-huh. And people from Nashville knew this immediately, but a lot of us were like, is this a made-up avenue? But no, it's a real avenue. It's a real one. About the song, Taylor said, Basically, I was playing around with the idea of quiet confidence. There's something so sick about quiet confidence. Somebody who, they're not arrogant, they're not cocky, like, that's obnoxious. But there are certain people who just walk in and don't need to be arrogant because there's something beaming from within them that they probably aren't even in control of. (laughs) And when you meet a person like this, you're like, why do I want to walk over there and talk to that person? I can't explain it, but I think it's this quality. It can be a really shy person. It's not like you got to be loud. Some people just seem like they know who they are. They don't need to brag about it. And I think that's such an interesting quality because I can't really explain it. Mm. And so I wrote a song about that. I mentioned a street called 16th Avenue, and that's a street in Nashville where I used to write songs. The songwriting publishing houses are on that street. So if you're wondering if I just picked a random number, I did it. Ah. <laughs> Funny. I thought that was pretty interesting. And just this idea of, for her, Joe is quiet confidence. Mm. And that also, I think it's an interesting idea in terms of this song and, like, the person you're, like, admiring. And I think he knows, like, you know, his hand around a cold glass. Like, all these, like, flirty things that she's saying about, like, how this person's making her feel. And, like, he knows. Like, he's confident. He knows it's making me feel this way. Yeah. I think that that person can be quietly confident. But I also think if people are the right match, anyone can make someone feel, like, feel that way if they're their right For match. For sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, 
someone putting their hand on a glass isn't an uh, automatically like attractive thing. But if it's someone that you're really into, you're like, oh my God, the way he holds that glass. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's kind of also... That's fun. But a person could be quite, like, quietly confident, but also if you're so into that person, the little yeah. things they do make you even more attracted to them. For sure. Yeah. Devin, what's your favorite line in this song? My favorite line is, So where are we gonna go? I whisper in the dark. Ooh. Where are we gonna go? That whole part there. Oh, just so good. Just the way she sounds, the implications behind that line. Where are we gonna go? And then she goes... I whisper in the dark. Oh, it sounds so yeah, good. I love yeah. her voice on that. It's like, oh, where, what dark? Oh, is that why his eyes are indigo? Because mm. it's nighttime and they're Could skipping be. down 16th Avenue together? <laughs> Could be. Or is she the one that's only skipping down 16th Avenue to get to him who's waiting somewhere? And then he has the indigo eyes because it's nighttime and she whispers in the dark. Where are we going to go? Could be. I like that line because I think that, like, where are we going to go? And then she goes, I think he knows. For me, it feels like where's our relationship going? Yeah. Like, oh, he knows, and it's good, everybody. Yeah. This album's called Lover, you yeah, know? <laughs> right. And, like, we're on the same page. Yeah, she's like, yeah. I am in love with this man, and he's in love with me. Mm-hmm. And I think he knows. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it's it's so good. I love it. How about you? What's your favorite line? My favorite line is, it's like I'm 17, nobody understands, no one understands. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's because, because Taylor was an artist at 17, We know what her emotions were like at 17. So, you know, she was like looking for that fairy tale romance, dreaming all the time. She had huge dreams, chasing her career, but also falling in love fast and hard. Yeah. And I love this idea that like her falling for Joe is like this crazy, like teenage, like love, you know, Mm -hmm. where she's like, oh my God, no one understands how I feel. This is the craziest love ever. I'm so obsessed, which is like a lot of times when people experience their first love Yeah, is kind of, you know, how they feel. Like, no one understands me. This is different. Right. I just love that line, that idea of like being like kind of like an adult, but being like still like boy crazy as you're falling in love. Right. Like, oh my God, no obsessed with him. <laughs> I think it's really cool. Love it. Yeah, yeah, I love that line. Gab, from one to ten, hands upon a cold glass. Oh. What would you write this song? I am going to give, I think he knows, eight hands upon a gold glass. Okay. I think a lot of Lover is up in this level for me. Mm -hmm. I just, I really love the album. I just think this is a great, enjoyable pop song, and it never disappoints. Like, I'm always in the mood for it. It always makes me feel, like, in a good mood. Yeah. You know, there's nothing, like, not enjoyable about this song. It's fully enjoyable. Yeah, fully. (laughs) So, yeah, eight hands upon a cold glass. Cool. What about you? From one to ten, hands upon a cold glass, what do you give? I think he knows. I think I'm going to give, I think he knows, eight hands upon a cold glass as well. Mm. I think that I can't rate a Jack Antonoff song lower than that. Oh, wow. They're just all so good. We're going to have to find one you don't I know. We will probably get to one, but this one, I mean, it's great. The way that they work together, they make some of the most incredible songs together. Like, it is just phenomenal. Mm -hmm. They are all so wildly pleasing to me personally. Yeah, I think his style of pop, I think, is, like, very much in your, like, what you really like to hear. And just, like, all of the different, you know, parts of the production that he adds to it. Mm -hmm. Just his, like, really cool take on things and how his ear works is really pleasing to me yeah 
So I really, really love this song, too. And so I'll give it eight. Nice. Well, now we get to our newest segment. Swifty Spotlight. For today's Swifty Spotlight, we have one of our Swifty patrons over from Patreon on with us today. Her name is Dana Meyerson. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Hi, guys. It's so great to meet you guys. Hi, so great to meet you. So we have a couple of questions for all of our Swifty Spotlight guests. So the first one is tell us a little bit about yourself and what you like to do for fun. My name is Dana. Um, My pronouns are she, her, hers. I'm 24. I'm from California originally. I did my undergrad in Illinois. Now I currently reside in Missouri, but I'm on vacation in California. I've also lived in Hawaii and Colorado at one point. So I'm from all over. Currently Missouri, though, for all intents and purposes. (laughs) I am a lab manager for a developmental neuroscience lab at University of Missouri. I'm planning to go to grad school to become a school psychologist. As far as what I like to do in my free time, I love singing. So, you know, Taylor Swift music, there's that connection. Been singing since I was little. It was hard to sing Taylor Swift songs when I was little, though, because a lot of them are, like, pretty low. <laughs> I am a big hockey fan. Oh, okay. What what team? Um, San Jose Sharks. Okay. Um, yeah, um, I follow hockey pretty religiously. I went to a few games this past week. They won both of them. Yay. Yeah, it was a little about me. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. I'm a, a Bruins fan over here. So, Oh, uh, cool, yeah, cool. Yeah, Northeast. Boston. A good friend of ours is a huge Sharks fan. Yeah, though. huge Sharks fan. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, he grew up in the San Jose area. So. so our next question is, when did you become a Swifty? And do you remember the first Taylor song that you heard? I go way back. The first Taylor song I heard was Tim McGraw. So like my dad, when he would go to the gym, he would drop me and my sister off at like daycare, but for older kids, I guess. Um, and they had some some teenagers watch us. This was 2007, so I would have been like nine or 10. But she was watching the Tim McGraw music video on a flip phone. And she was like talking about like, yeah, there's this this girl, Taylor Swift. And I didn't really pay that much attention. I was just like, okay, so that's the first time I became a aware of Taylor Swift. Then uh, one of my friends in my fifth grade class also heard about her. So then we kind of got into Taylor Swift together. I was a big Carrie Underwood fan. And so I was like, oh, it's like a little baby Carrie Underwood. Their careers have taken very different trajectories. And like Carrie's still doing like country and like some gospel and stuff. Taylor's doing all kinds of genres. But yeah, there was like that connection initially. That's the first time I heard a Taylor Swift song. I love that. Wow. And a fan of her since. So what does Taylor's music mean to you? So I kind of, I made like a little timeline of like all the different albums and stuff. First song I heard was Tim McGraw. And then, yeah, once my friend and I in our in fifth grade got into Taylor, I downloaded the teardrops on our guitar and our song music videos to my third generation iPod Nano. I, you know what? I also had picture to burn, come to think of it. So my sister and I would, we'd like set up my little iPod and then like throw a blanket over and like just watching a music video on like a two inch screen. I think from that era, one of my favorites is A Place in This World, which I still really relate to as a 24 year old like I still love that song I wrote like a quote from it like I'll be strong I'll be wrong oh but life goes on that's like written in the front page of my journal a funny story I was doing a philanthropy project in middle school and uh, we were supposed to choose like a famous philanthropist or activist 
to do. We could choose from a set list the teacher made or we could choose our own with approval. And I tried to do Taylor. Obviously very uh, philanthropic person, but not technically, at least at that time, known for, you know, so they were like, she's great, but maybe maybe not for this project. So I guess it, for that era, like I could relate to her music because it was still kind of about like crushes and like, you know, little mini heartbreaks and like, ooh, will my crush like me back? And like, I absolutely related to teardrops on my guitar. So it was like relatable to me then because it was still very like, like a theme, I guess, in my sort of journey with Taylor's music is different, different concepts of love and like how maturing changes that. Lover was the first album where I could really relate to most of the songs because at that point I was dating my boyfriend who we are still in a relationship. I, I think I have grown a lot with Taylor in terms of her concept of love and, and how that changes as you get older and have different relationships. This album accompanied my transition of seeing love as like previously red, which obviously she uses colors so much, uh, but like red representing like infatuation and passion um, and that initial like excitement from, you know, true lasting love being that uh, to gold, which is stable, it's strong, it lasts forever. I think he knows is significant to me. That's why I chose to be on this episode because I feel like it describes my boyfriend and my relationship, especially the, you know, opening lyrics. I think he knows my footsteps on the sidewalk lead to where I can't stop, go there every night. He and I started dating because we moved across the street from each other. So I literally was walking on the sidewalk ah! every night to go stay at his place. Um, oh, so I wanted wow. to wait and make sure I was on this episode <laughs> with Fearless Taylor's version when that was released. Um, I didn't get to pay a lot of attention to it because I was like right in the thick of my bachelor's thesis and I barely had time to like breathe. I listened to like some of the new songs and uh, Mr. Perfectly Fine. That was on my like writing playlist, like just so upbeat and fun. And then read Taylor's version. By this point, I was listening to your guys' podcast and I have fallen in love with Red again obviously all too well 10 minute version like now I actually can relate to a little bit whereas like when I initially heard Red I was like oh this song is good but like you know I didn't have a connection with it with all too well like I'm with Devin in that I've been blessed to never have the kind of crushing breakup that Taylor unfortunately experienced but I did have kind of a fling with someone who uh, who I, I feel like parts of that song do kind of describe what I went through in, in that situation and so I can relate to it but also like it's just it makes me so proud of her I can be like dude she put a 10 minute song on the top of the Billboard 100 like a song that was technically released nine years or I guess now 10 years ago but obviously not and like I just I'm so, I'm so proud of her she does what she wants and everybody else just needs to catch up. But yeah, her new songs were also pretty relatable. I really love Nothing New because it's like when Red was released initially, I was a teenager and now I'm getting a little older. For women especially, like we're taught to want to be young and and to get older even in like 20s, 30s is scary to people. And I relate to that song even though I'm not like a singer. Um, I also relate to Forever Winter a lot and I really loved your guys' episode on it. I think you really did it justice um, talking about the themes in it. I lost my mom in that way. I won't get into it too much just because I don't want you guys to have to put a trigger warning in. Yeah, but I I, I, did, I lost my mom in that way. Um, and, I'm so sorry. Oh, th thank you. Um, but when Gab, you said like, 
sometimes like even when you do the most you can, like sometimes it's not enough. I love that because I think sometimes messaging around that topic is you can always save somebody. You can always, you have to be there for them literally whenever, like do everything you can, like, you know, kind of feel the the responsibility of their well-being like on you but like you can do everything and like you know even then sometimes you know that that person is just going through it so much that they can't get past it but that it's not your fault and yeah I I think that's different from a lot of messaging that's out there and so I really appreciate how you guys handled it Um, and I just wanted to extend like personal personal thanks I have yet to see Taylor live, which is crazy because I've seen other like random artists, um, but but never Taylor. But that will absolutely change um, her next tour. I will be there. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that answer was so long. <laughs> no, I love that. No, I love the whole the whole Taylor journey. I yeah. mean, it's a it's a big question and it's like Taylor means so much to all of us. And it, it's important to like share that and share it with our Swifty community. Okay, as of right now, because we know it often changes, what are your top five Taylor songs? Okay, this is like, I feel like the moment I say this, I'm going to be like, no, 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 because it's like, it's like choosing between children. Sis has like 5,000 songs and it is, I'm going to have to go with uh, Cruel Summer, Where Is The Music Video? I will be waiting. I will be like on my deathbed, like, where's the Cruel Summer music video? (laughs) (laughs) Truly. (laughs) Um, Forever and Always, Getaway Car, You Are In Love and Enchanted. Honorable mention to Haunted. Um, I would like to let you guys know that I actually do really relate to this song. I know you guys didn't, or at least Devin didn't personally relate, but there are lyrics that I feel like apply to my relationship with my mom kind of before she passed away, where like we had kind of a difficult relationship at times, but you know, I never thought I was going to lose it. I don't know. I, I wish Taylor had a few more songs like this because I, I love that little, I don't know, a little bit like light evanescence energy in Haunted. I would also like to give a shout out to Marjorie. So my cat's name is Marjorie. Oh. I adopted her because I was like, this is fate. This has to be my cat. Oh my Aww. God, I love that. Yeah, I asked, I got her from my coworker and um, she's like, yeah, her name is Marjorie. I'm like, oh, like the Taylor Swift song or Game of Thrones? And she went... I uh, don't watch Game of Thrones and I don't listen to Taylor Swift. So that was just the name she came with. And I ended up changing the spelling to be the Game of Thrones character just because mm. my cat is a little sass master. She is absolutely a queen. That song now has a really special place in my heart and uh, led me to my my darling angel, Margie. Aww. So yeah. Cute. I love that. Oh, good. Okay, so that, that's a good list. <laughs> it is really that's good. That's a very list. good list. A couple of a couple of my faves on there for sure. And I Yay. also feel like there is definitely a possibility with how much Taylor likes to explore that we will get a more rock album. Yeah. Like oh I god, feel- I hope I hope so. <laughs> yeah. I had not seen the live performance video until you guys mentioned it with like the bell and like I I'm yeah. like oh my god, this is crazy. I I love it. It's I love nuts. it. It's the I drama. Love it. It's great. And when Taylor's just throwing her entire body into a song, yeah. you know? Uh, Speak Now era is like so underrated. Every day I see Speak Now Taylor's version trending on Twitter and I'm like, no, don't do, don't tease me like this. It's, it's just a bunch of people tweeting. It's not. It, <laughs> <laughs> it will be coming. <laughs> Eventually. 
Well, for our final question, where can our listeners find you? And do you have a Taylor Swift fan account or do you have any other sort of fun account that you would like to plug? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't have a Taylor Swift fan account. I would like to plug my cat's Instagram. Way yes. cooler and more fun than my Instagram. But yes, please <laughs> follow Marjorie at uh, Margie, M-A-R-G-I-E underscore the queen. Yes. Yes. Dots. And on Margie's Instagram, I'm posting like every day. Like I, I'm her momager, uh, like Chris Jenner. Oh, I'm her mom it. and her social media manager. She's staying uh, in the boarding part of uh, my vet's office right now. Unfortunately, I couldn't travel with her, but um, this, this one goes out to you, Margie. Yes, Margie. Hi, Margie. That's what I, that's actually a nickname I call one of my closest friends. I call her Margie oh, cool. spelled that way. Yeah. Cool, cool. <laughs> How old is your cat? But she is going to be five next month. Oh. Mm-hmm, yeah. I got her a little birthday outfit. If it goes anything like her Halloween costume, she, she's going to need to be on her sleepy meds. Um, oh, no. To, to get it on. Oh, no. she. It's like I just get, I give her something to calm her down before she goes to the vet. It was given to me by the vet. Don't worry. This isn't some, <laughs> some weird thing I cooked up. I'm all for all for uh, <laughs> outfits on animals. <laughs> oh, yeah. She is not. If you ask her, oh, no. we do have to work around that schedule, but um, I'm, I'm definitely going to get her in her birthday outfit. Her cake is going to be a little piece of a banana nut muffin. She oh. is, she's obsessed with food. Like, like something about like banana nut muffins seem to be like her absolute favorite. I mean, she'll eat literally anything, but um, one time she stole a banana nut muffin out of my hand like in the dark I didn't see her coming ran to the other side of the room trying to like wolf it down like oh my gosh um so so she's gonna be this is like only once a year will she be um given permission to eat a little bit of (laughs) yeah just a little piece she's gonna be a very happy cat (laughs) yes um so anyone who wants to follow Margie and see what her birthday celebration ends up being um stay tuned (laughs) Love it. Great plug. (laughs) Love that. Well, Dana, thank you so much for being on our Swifty Spotlight. Of course. My pleasure. It uh, was awesome to to hear hear your journey as a Taylor Swift fan Mm -hmm. and uh, and to get to put another face to another listener, which is always so fun. So thank you so much. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks so much, guys. As a reminder, if you would like to be part of Swifty Spotlight, you can subscribe over at Patreon in the Swifty level, and that will get you the ability to uh, come on here and talk with us about Taylor. Keep listening along with us. Check us out on Instagram at Z Podcast and give us all your thoughts. Is I Think He Knows your favorite bot? Oh, is it? Did you know that 16th Avenue... Was in Nashville. I didn't. Do you also like when Taylor does spoken asides in a song? We want to hear it all, so let us know. And be sure to follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this right now, as well as give us a rating on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Thank you to all of you who've given us Spotify ratings in the last couple weeks. We'd love some more. Five stars only, please. (laughs) (laughs) And remember... As Devin mentioned before, you can find exclusive bonus content as well as one-on-one messaging on our Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast or the link 
in our bio or the podcast description. Yes, and thank you so much to our newest patrons, Kendra Robertson and Maura Sabini. Thank you. Woo! Next episode, we'll be covering I Wish You Would from 1989. Come hang with us. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab. This has been Tata C. Thanks for listening. See you next time.